Please listen carefully. Hello, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that realtors face. I'm John Haley. I'm Laura Farley. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. The information, forms, and laws referenced in this episode are accurate as of the date this episode is first released. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. Hi, John. Hey, Laura. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I feel like I am in Groundhog Day or some other similar movie because I feel like every day is the same. I've lost track of what day it is. I have no idea what's going on, all thanks to COVID. I mark the days, the season changes that I wake up and I put on sweatpants instead of gym shorts now. So that's really, that's the biggest change in my life in the past, uh, you know. Couple of weeks. Yeah, for a couple of months, whatever, so. Now, now that it is getting cooler, you're right. And I keep going, but but it's only July. How can it be this cold in July? Right. Oh, wait, it's not July. It's September. Yeah. So, but, you know, things keep moving, even though it feels like they're not. And I guess one of those things is uh, a new eviction order from the CDC. Uh, yes. Um, and weather and what day of the week is not the only thing that COVID has caused all sorts of confusion and unintended consequences and outcomes for this year related to. Right. Yeah. Like we just said, can't keep track of what day of the week it is, let alone the date of the month or anything like that. So on top of the general confusion about what we're supposed to be doing or not doing and what day of the week it is, there have been a number of different rules, regulations, laws, directives, and all sorts of other things both at the state and federal level that have left a lot of our property managers wondering what's going on with being able to remove a tenant from the property. So early on in the pandemic, uh, at the beginning of the the troubled times, I call it, uh, the Supreme Court of Virginia declared a judicial emergency, now first closing all of the courts and then stopping all evictions. This eventually turned into a halt on non-payment of rent-related evictions. Now, the judicial emergency has expired in early September and no longer prohibits evictions, but there are still other different protections in place. So in addition to the judicial emergency, there is the CARES Act, a federal act that prohibited owners who had a federally backed mortgage from filing for an eviction. But like the judicial emergency, this protection expired in July and is no longer prohibiting evictions. But just because both of these have expired, doesn't mean that landlords and property managers can go rushing back to court to file for unlawful detainers. So first, we want to talk about a law from the 2020 General Assembly session that took effect on April 22nd. House Bill 340 created protections for individuals who were furloughed due to a government shutdown, but it was amended to also protect individuals impacted by COVID-19. So at a very high level, this law says that during the COVID-19 pandemic public health crisis, Any tenant affected by the emergency who provides written proof will receive a 60-day continuance on the unlawful detainer. Additionally, the protections extend for up to 90 days past the end of the declared state of emergency. So we're still in the declared state of emergency, so those protections still exist, and they'll go on for 90 days after we come out of the troubled times, as you call them. Right. So in addition to this law, the federal government acted on September 1 through an order by the Centers for Disease Control, or CDC, which was effective on September 4th. Under the CDC order, it is illegal for a landlord or property manager to evict any covered person 
from any residential property in any state or U.S. territory in which there are documented cases of COVID-19 that provides a level of public health protection below the requirements listed in the order. Uh, while you can't see it, our dear listeners, there are lots of capitalized or quoted terms in that statement. So we're going to break down exactly what it all means. But before we do that, we want to start by saying there has not been a lot of guidance related to this. And I know you guys all want answers, but unfortunately, we don't have all the answers for you. So please continue to monitor the Virginia Realtors COVID-19 webpage, as we'll be updating this page as we have more information. Yep. Uh, as we get answers, we will share them with right. you. The first thing is the order defined evict as any action by a landlord, owner of a residential property, or other person with a legal right to pursue eviction or a possessory action, so that's going to be a property manager, to remove or cause the removal of a covered person from a residential property. And this does not include foreclosure on a home mortgage. So this means that filing for an unlawful detainer or taking any other action to remove a tenant would be considered an eviction or to evict somebody under the CDC order. Right. So the order also defines covered person. A covered person for the purposes of the order is a tenant who provides the owner or property manager a declaration under penalty of perjury indicating five things. First, the individual has used his best, his or her best efforts to obtain all available government assistance for rent or housing. This would mean that the tenant must apply for the Virginia Rent Relief Program that can be accessed using 211 or the DHCD website. Two, the individual expects to earn no more than $99,000 or $198,000 of filing joint tax returns for the calendar year of 2020 was not required to report any income in 2019 to the IRS, lucky them, or receive a stimulus check pursuant to the CARES Act. Three, the individual is unable to pay the full rent or make full housing payment due to substantial loss of household income, loss of compensable hours of work or wages, a layoff, or extraordinary out-of-pocket medical expenses. Extraordinary out-of-pocket medical expenses is an unreimbursed medical expense likely to exceed 7.5% of one's adjusted gross income for the year. Four, the individual is using best efforts to make timely partial payments that are as close to the full payment as the individual circumstances may, uh, may, uh, permit, taking into account other non-discretionary expenses. So this means that the tenant can't go out and buy a new Ferrari or a 72-inch TV but they are allowed to continue to buy food. Uh, and number five, the eviction would likely render the individual homeless or force the individual to move into close quarters in a new congregate or shared living setting because the individual has no other available housing options. While most of these would seem hard to challenge from a property manager's perspective, there is a requirement that the tenants swear to the truth of the statements. Now, I do want to note that Virginia does not require such statements to be notarized. That may be the case in other states, but not here in Virginia. Right. And the order is also very specific that nothing in the order precludes evictions based on a tenant, lessee, or resident doing one of five things. One, engaging in criminal activity while on the premises. Two, threatening the health or safety of other residents. Three, damaging or posing an immediate and significant risk of damage to the property. 
Four, violating any applicable building code, health ordinance, or similar regulation relating to health and safety. Or five, violating any other contractual obligation other than the timely payment of rent or similar housing-related payment, including non-payment or late payment of fees, penalties, or interest. That final one is probably the most important because it says that if the tenant violates any provision of the lease except for payment of rent, then you do still have the right to file for eviction. Right. So things you would normally, you know, send a 21, 30 day notice for, all those are still fine. The only prohibition here is eviction based on non-payment of rent. Correct. Additionally, the CDC order is explicit that if a state has additional requirements that are more restrictive then the state's law or policy would apply. And we expect that there may be something from the special session of the General Assembly that is a Virginia-specific program, but we don't know exactly what that will look like just yet. So make sure that you keep an eye out for more information from Virginia Realtors, but for now, follow the CDC order. Right, and we're going to say this several times because we really want to make sure you guys keep an eye out because we expect this to change and so it's really important that you watch for any information that we're gonna send you guys. Finally, the CDC order is clear that it does not relieve the tenant from any obligation to pay rent or prohibit the landlord from charging fees or interest for failure to pay the rent on time under the terms of the lease. This means that the tenant will remain obligated to pay back rent and late fees that are included in the lease. Now, remember that there was that 2020 law that caps late fees at 10% of the monthly rent or balance owed, whichever is less. So we just dumped a lot of information on you guys. So let's bring it all back together. Owners cannot evict tenants for late or non-payment of rent if the tenant provides a declaration that swears certain things. All right, John, let's take it to the legal hotline. All right. I have a tenant that has stopped paying rent but has additional violations. So for example, there are unauthorized pets, three unauthorized adults living there that aren't on the lease, and the tenant has not provided a copy of their renter's insurance policy as required by the lease. Since the tenant has provided a declaration, what do I do now? So in this case, there are a number of lease violations that are not rent related. You said that there are unauthorized pets, unauthorized people, and other non-compliance with the lease. Under the CDC order, you are able to proceed with the eviction process for the non-rent related problems. All right, Laura, do I have to tell my tenants who are late on their rent about the declaration process? So there's nothing in the order that requires you to tell the tenant if they provide, that if they provide you with a de uh, declaration that they become a covered person and therefore protected by the CDC order. However, it's highly likely that the judge will ask about this if and when you get to court and then give the tenant the opportunity to provide the declaration at that point. So if you tell the tenant about the CDC declaration in advance, and then you can document that to the judge, you should be able to speed the process up some. It's entirely possible that the tenant is not eligible. Maybe they make too much money, they aren't paying as much rent as they could, or they would have somewhere else to live if evicted. So you can't just assume that everybody will be covered and if somebody fails to provide the declaration, it could be because they're not a covered individual. All right, John, how long do I need to give the tenant to get that declaration back to me if I do tell them about it? Well, again, since the order doesn't require you to tell the tenant, there's no deadline. When you notify the tenant, you should give them you know, what we'd say a reasonable amount of time to return it to you before you file with the court. 
a week is likely going to be seen as reasonable. 24 hours may not be. Um, with pretty much anything that we say for a reasonable time, we can't give you a specific date. Um, but a week seems like a, a pretty good bet at least. All right, Laura, last question. What happens if I file for eviction of non-payment of rent? Well, the CDC order comes with steep penalties. If the violation does not result in a death, a person violating the order faces a fine of no more than $100,000, one year in jail, or both. If the violation does result in a death, a person violating the order faces a fine of not more than $250,000, one year in jail, or both. And then for organizations, not individuals who violate, those fines are doubled. So that's, I mean, we talk about penalties normally in the, you know, $5,000 range. This is significantly more than that and also comes with a possible year in jail. So it's very serious to you make sure that you are complying with all these new regulations. Absolutely. It's, it's very, very serious. This is not something that, that should be blown off or ignored. So what does this all mean for you? Well, let's talk about some best practices and how you can limit your risk in this uh, new world that we're in right now. So the first one is make sure that you stay on top of current requirements. You can do this by monitoring the Virginia Realtors COVID-19 resource page. There are lots of laws, regulations, and requirements that are changing frequently related to this, and it's important to stay on top of all of them. Right. And uh, most likely, if there are some changes, like Virginia-specific laws that have passed, we'll have an emergency podcast on them. So keep an eye on this podcast feed as well. Um, if you have any questions, speak with your broker, an attorney that represents you, or the landlord, or submit to the legal hotline. Thanks for joining us. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes, and please rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the legal tab on the four members section. Make sure you're logged in to see this page. Thanks. Although the members of this podcast are attorneys, the legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is a general reference work as a public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2020. This podcast features the song Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.